0: And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley! And welcome to another brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley, coming to you live from the Milo Beasley studio located 20 miles due east of Cinderella's Castle at the Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, This week is interesting, not a whole lot of like uh, movies like we have typically gotten, uh, but a lot of news bits and a lot of, I remember that, type instances, so uh, hopefully you guys remember some of these things and it can jostle a little trip down memory lane. Again, some of these are a little bit older than you, so uh, uh, at least... I don't know. Hey, you may be 103 years old and remember some of these things. But first, we're going to jump into, let's see, we're going to start with February 21st, February 21st, 1980. I was barely a month old, but uh, an asteroid uh, is discovered in Ukraine, and it is named 4017 Disney which was named after Walt Disney. So um, it is now my goal. I'm a huge space nerd. Uh, For those who have followed uh, the Milo Beasley show, the vlogs, the social medias, you'll know that I'm a big space nerd. So it is now my goal to get an asteroid named after me. Hopefully not the one that's going to um, destroy the Earth, but, you know, like a small one, one that can, like, I don't know. Anyways. uh, And then speaking of stars, February 21st, 1997, the very first star Wars weekends takes place at MGM studios. Uh, I, gosh, man, I love star Wars weekends, but what's interesting about this is that uh, despite it being, I think it was, it went on for like five, I think five weeks. Um, But despite it being a a, a pretty big success, it actually didn't return for another three years until 2000. But yes, so this date, 1997, the very first Star Wars Weekends. Uh, If you guys haven't been to Star Wars Weekends, it was really cool. They had past Star Wars stars, uh, actors, actors. Directors, producers, artists, stuff people who had worked uh, written some of the Star Wars books. Uh, but it was really, really cool. I uh, got to meet Peter Mayhew, um, uh, who I, I'm literally blanking on names right now, Warwick Davis. I uh, got to meet a lot of really cool people. Um, at Star Wars weekends, and of course they had all the Star Wars characters, the Disney characters, Mickey and Minnie in their Jedi outfits, and uh, Princess Leia, and Minnie. It was very, very cool. I, I mean, I guess they don't. It was a, it was a way to bring in a crowd. So I guess they technically don't need it anymore. But it would be really, really cool if they did that again sometime in the near future. I mean, they have the entire land of Batu to. Uh, to, to do that. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I absolutely miss it. Hopefully you guys remember Star Wars weekends and can reminisce with me. Uh, moving on to what is this? February 22nd, 1996, uh, Disney online launches, Disney.com or getting into the age of the internet. Um, it was supposed to, uh, a website that was, you know, supposed to, Promotes all things Disney and uh, Disney World, uh, Disney movies, Disney merchandise, Disney products, everything that could be Disney. Um, it was right there on Disney.com. I don't. Does that website even exist anymore? Like I'm, I'm in front of a computer, but uh, I guess I could check it. But uh, Disney, I'm gonna cyber squat on Disney.com. Uh, Move it on. February still on February twenty-second, two thousand and one. Uh, not a huge, huge news article, but something I found kind of, um, kind of humorous. Uh, at the, um, at the Magic Kingdom, where I'm located 20 miles due east in my studio, a bird's nest catches fire on the TTA, which is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, forcing the ride to shut down for a short time. Um... One was evacuated, uh, but yeah, a bird's nest catches fire on the TTA, on the people mover. I think it was, it's no longer the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Right now, it's just the, the people mover. Um, so, I mean, just think, like, if that fire had, like, a small little bird's nest fire could have burned down the entire Magic Kingdom. <sighs> Anyways, uh, so February 22nd, we're still here, 2014, not a particularly big day, but I just wanted to self-brag, as this was my very first Princess Half Marathon race, uh, gosh, man, I love me some run Disney races, they get me every single time, I think I've done, gosh, three or f- three, maybe, maybe three uh, Princess Half Marathons at this point, maybe four. I mean, I've competed in, in other uh, half marathon Princess half marathon weekends, but I've I've done a bunch, and um, yeah, Princess uh, half marathon weekends are a lot of fun. Uh, as are all all run Disney weekends, so hopefully next. Actually, uh, this weekend uh, was supposed to, if you're if you're listening to this on the twenty first, which is Sunday uh, when this is released, the Princess half marathon was actually supposed to be today. So topical. Uh, moving on uh still on february 22nd 2018 frozen the broadway musical s- is seen for the very first time uh, It's not quite um on the broadway yet that will open march 22nd i believe uh but this is uh the previews begin at the st james theater in new york city New York city. Yes. If you listen to the show, uh, I do that every single time I say New York city. So yeah. So, um, frozen Broadway. Uh, I have not seen the Broadway show. Obviously I've seen the movies. Um, and, but I have seen the, uh, Disney cruise line stage adaptation of frozen, the musical. And it's, um, it's, it's one of the best show is one of the best, uh, Broadway type, I mean, obviously it's like a 45 minute show, so it's not a full, full show, but it's one of the best Disney Cruise Line stage shows that I have ever seen. Uh, and then just a couple years ago, 2019, February 22nd, 2019, after uh, after a lengthy shutdown for repairs and, uh, and whatnot, The World of Color returns to DCA, Disney's California Adventure. Uh, if you have never seen... Um, world of color. I highly recommend you go to the, obviously it's not going to be anytime soon. Uh, I highly recommend you head over to the YouTubes. I'm sure that there's full shows, people recording the full shows. You don't, I mean, you can't really have the same, um, feeling when watching it. I, I love world of color. Uh, they, they basically project. If you've, if you've been to Walt Disney world and have seen a phantasmic, it's, they do a lot of the same tricks. So they shoot the water, um, up in the air, and then they project uh, images and and moving images um, onto the water. So it's it's really really cool. But and then in Disney's California Adventure, you actually have the background of the Mickey Fun Wheel uh, behind everything to make the the scenery just make it even more magical. Even though that thing is a death trap. Anyways, so February twenty third, we're moving on to February twenty. 20- third nineteen thirty five going back in the wayback machine uh a very very popular Mickey short uh the band concert is premiered at radio city music hall um, uh this is actually the first Mickey cartoon to be shown at the radio city music hall so um, very, uh, you know, it's a very popular, uh, Disney short. And again, the first one at the radio city music hall in New York, <clears throat> uh, February 23rd, 1939. Uh, so, uh, this was, so if you remember, I think snow white and the seven dwarfs came out in, uh, 1937. uh, and so I, if you're familiar with um, MGM or Hollywood Studios, back when they had the animation um, area, um, they showed they had Mickey or Mickey's. They had um, Walt Disney's Oscar statues for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And there was a big one. And then there were seven little ones. And there's a picture of um of Shirley Temple. In fact, that I believe that scene actually there's a fi- a photo of that inside One Man One Man's Dream still at studios. And you may be familiar with the 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 video clip of that or the photos of the one Oscar and the seven little ones. And that actually wasn't he actually didn't win that those little seven uh, dwarf Oscars. It was actually a special Oscar given to Walt Disney for Snow White in the category a significant uh, screen innovation, which was, we're going to start that over, (laughs) a significant screen innovation, which has charmed millions and pioneered a great new entertainment field. So he actually didn't win it. It was given to him. Um, But I mean, I guess that's still a win, right? Uh, I always thought that he had actually won, like the Oscar, and then at the Oscars they were like, "Oh, this is cool. Here's these, here's the, your big one and the seven little ones." Uh, today I learned, TIL, that there was actually a special award given to Walt Disney for his innovation. Um, so, yeah, I actually, I actually learned something for once. Actually, I learned, I learned something every time I do this, but um, I think that was a, a a big misconception that he, that those were um, awards when, well, I mean, it wasn't, a, anyway, so we're going to move on before um, I sound even sillier, uh, but yeah, so I did not think that he um, was given that as a special award, I thought that was the actual Oscar award, uh, the very next year, same date, so same date that he was given the special Oscar, Walt Disney releases his second animated feature raise your hand if you know the answer i'll give you five seconds to scream it as loud as you can that's right february 23rd 1940 pinocchio is released in theaters woo pinocchio uh i mean that that it's a that is a when i was younger that was one of my favorite favorite movies um don't know why i don't necessarily uh Feel this? I maybe that maybe that there's so many other good movies out there that maybe I just don't feel the same way that it's not one of my top movies. But man, I absolutely loved Pinocchio when I was younger. When I was I, I say this like three years ago when I was young. I was younger three years ago. Uh, but yeah. So how many of you out there absolutely love Pinocchio? Uh, let's see. Same date, February 23rd, but 2002. A show I never got to see because I pretty much started going to the parks regularly in 2003, the very next year. I think, no, maybe 2002. Yeah, I started going in 2002, but I had not seen The Legend of the Lion King as it has its final show on this date in 2002. Uh, it would uh, eventually make way for a n- brand new show at the Magic Kingdom called Mickey's. Philharmagic. I and that's uh I absolutely love Philharmagic. But yes, Legend of the Lion King, no more. Hey, they still have Festival of the Lion King over at the um at the Animal Kingdom. I mean they uh, they clearly don't right now, but there are rumors that Festival of the Lion King will be coming back shortly. I guess they're trying to figure out, you know, uh distancing and uh seating and stuff like that. So Looking forward to Festival of the Lion King coming back to Animal Kingdom uh, eventually. And then there's the same dates, February 23rd, 2010. I have to, you know, anytime this, this show starts or ends at any theme park across the land, I have to mention it. So Captain EO returns to Disneyland. Woo! Um, uh, it's, it's come and gone so many times between Disneyland, uh, Disney World at Epcot, Disneyland Paris. Uh, it's just, um, it's hard to keep track of how many times it's actually come and gone. And, uh, I would, I would venture to say we have not seen Captain EO for the last time at a Disney theme park. Moving on to February 24th, right? That's where we're at now. February 24th, 1945. Happy birthday to Barry Boswick. Uh, You're thinking, the guy from Rocky Horror? Yes, the guy from Rocky Horror, but he was actually uh, in some Disney movies. Uh, The Parent Trap 3, which I just learned about as I'm saying it right now. Uh, 101 Dalmatians 2. <laughs> Hannah Montana, the movie, and Incredibles 2, as well as seen on the Milo Beasley show. So go woo! Go to the YouTubes, go to uh YouTube.com slash the Milo Beasley Show and look for Milo Beasley Interviews, Barry Boswick. And uh, we have a, a fun little crazy little interview on on the Milo Beasley show on my page. So it was I really just got through that just for the cheap plug. But speaking of birthdays, February 24th, 1955, happy birthday to Steve Jobs. He was he uh was the innovator who founded Pixar and uh I guess he did some other stuff too. I don't really I don't really know. But hey, he gave me Buzz Lightyear and that's all that really matters and then <laughs> speaking of Pixar the same date Steve Jobs birthday 1997 so on his what is that 40 42nd birthday um so following the success of Toy Story Disney CEO Michael Eisner and uh CEO of Pixar Animation Steve Jobs got together and they announced that Walt Disney Studios and Pixar have agreed to produce Five movies over the next 10 years. So uh, Buzz Lightyear knocked it out of the park. Huge success. And now we're getting five more movies. But actually Pixar then knocked it out of the park again. Because over the next 10 years, Pixar uh, and, and Walt Disney Studios actually produced seven films over the next 10 years. Uh, Ready? I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds to see if you can uh, say those movies. Uh, So from 97 to 2007, we'll see. I'm going to give you a couple seconds of silence and then I'll rattle them off and then you can be like, oh, I knew that one. Ready? Go. Go. Okay, they are Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Cars, and Ratatouille. So over the next ten years after uh, they made this announcement, uh, Disney and Pixar produced seven, seven, seven incredible—pardon the pun—movies. Um, and then uh, the last thing for this date that we're going to talk about: February 24th, 2004. Oh man, I I know right where I was. I was at the Magic Kingdom because today was the last day for guests to see the uh 75 Inspiration Mickey statues. They were doing uh these 75 uh Mickey statues for 70 for Mickey's 75th birthday. And uh they were touring the parks. In fact, they actually took them all over the world. Uh, on a Well, on a world tour. But this was the last day for folks at Walt Disney World to see these 75 statues. I remember I was there to see them for the very last time. I have photos somewhere. Uh, I have photos everywhere, so I have no clue where these are. Uh, this might be a good time for me to go and look for those to see if I actually can find them and I can post them up on the socials for you guys to see on this date in Disney history. So we're going to move on to February 20. 20- Fifth February twenty fifth nineteen ninety nine. Uh, this is this is going to be a an, February twenty fifth is an interesting day because uh, Disney replaces Bob Iger. I'm sorry, Robert Iger. To you know commoners, uh, we're close, so it's Bob. Uh, so they replace him as the uh, as the leader of ABC. With Steve Bornstein. And they named Iger the president of Walt Disney International. Which uh, oversees uh, uh, the business that oversaw Disney's international operations. As well as the chairman of the ABC group. February 25th will be a very important day for Bob. uh, As we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Spoilers. Hashtag spoilers. Uh, But February 25th, two thousand. Uh the first preview we talked about uh again uh Broadway preview of um of what, what was that? Well, oh that was frozen, right? Uh but the um Disney's pop opera Ada takes place. The very first showing preview showing takes place at the Palace Theater in New York City. Uh for those who are unfamiliar, Ada was uh uh, uh again a Broadway play with new songs. Written by Elton John and Tim Rice. I have, I again, I have no clue if uh, if this is even still showing, and I don't think that Disney did very much as far as really promoting this as a as a Disney production. Um, I know you there may be guys going, what are you talking about? They did this, this, and this, but I just generally. Don't remember this. In fact, every time I see it, it surprises me that it is a Disney production. Uh, February 25th, 2005, the Mighty Ducks, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, are officially no longer property of Walt Disney Productions, Walt Disney Company, uh, as they are officially sold. Um, So, yeah, so the... uh, the Mighty Ducks, which was um, a movie, and then the Mighty Ducks 2, Mighty Ducks 3, uh, became an NHL franchise uh, owned by the Walt Disney Company. Uh, their mascot was Wild Wing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they uh, right out in uh, in Anaheim, right next to at the, uh, what is that, the Honda Center, right next to uh, Disneyland. But As of this date, 2005, no longer part of the Walt Disney Company, which is a shame um, because I love the Mighty Ducks, uh, the movies. uh, I love hockey and I love Disney. So I wish that I could still get behind a Disney owned professional hockey team. Uh, And then again, speaking of the sports February 25th. Ah, there's a lot of things on this date, 2010, the ESPN wide world of sports complex is officially relaunched. The rebranded. Um, uh, so it was, uh, I believe it was Disney's ESPN, Disney's wide world of sports. I don't know, but now it is officially the ESPN wide world of sports complex. It's the bane of a lot of people's existence during marathon weekend. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on for the sake of time, uh, February 25th, 2012, Walt Disney, uh, as well as Walt Disney, or I'm sorry, Disneyland, uh, and Disney, California cast members bury a time capsule containing items, uh, specific to the park, uh, and, and other, you know, so I believe specifically to California adventure, um, so uh is buried in the uh, buena Vista plaza it is to be opened what is that uh in twenty five years yeah it's twenty five years so on february twenty fifth two thousand thirty seven so uh, if you guys hang out with me for the next sixteen years as we do this, we will be talking about the uh <laughs> the time capsule the d c a time castle uh time castle time capsule. In Disney California Adventure. And then you guys know my favorite thing ever. Limited Time Magic. February 25th, 2013. Limited Time Magic brings the Dapper Dans, the original boy band. As it was being promoted this week. Uh, Instead of the Dapper Dans doing their usual barbershop quartet songs. They were singing songs by... Other boy bands uh, by Backstreet Boys, um, uh, the the NSYNC. Uh, they did, imagine Dapper Dans singing Bye Bye Bye, which they did. Um, so yeah, so they, the Dapper Dans just did a bunch of covers of boy bands for this week. I did go, yes, I did go see it once. Um, but more than that, you really didn't need to see it. I guess it'd be a cool thing to bring back or to do every once in a while, but... Uh, And as I mentioned, February 25th, a big day for Bob. It was um, just last year, February 25th, 2020, that Disney announces that Robert Iger will step down and become executive chairman. So he is stepping down as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company and will become executive chairman of the Walt Disney Company. Effective immediately and everyone's worst nightmare came true as bob chapek who was the uh, chairman of disney parks and resorts becomes the ceo of walt disney company before i say anything bad we're just going to go ahead and move on to february 26th february 26th i just want to say happy birthday to my mom that's right uh not going to give the year but february 26th my mother's birthday so happy birthday and, uh, love you and, uh, see you soon. So February 26 1998, the all-star cafe opens at Disney's wide world of sports. Uh, what was actually interesting about this cafe was, was that really interesting that like you had to go into the sports complex to begin with to go to it. So like you couldn't just like, you had to have tickets to go into the sports complex, but uh, the cafe, the all-star cafe was actually owned by the planet Hollywood company. So, uh, it did not, <laughs> it was not successful and closed down, uh, soon thereafter. It just became like a regular cafe. I think it became like eventually, I think there was a PlayStation cafe in there. Um, I remember seeing that when I would walk by and go pick up like, uh, my paperwork for, um, The marathons and stuff. Gosh. Anyway, I think it's just the cafe now. Uh, And then, let's see. February 26, 2002. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to try to... This is a very interesting story. And uh, so, I'm going to try to explain it as clearly as possible. So, everyone can just understand how insane this is. So, uh, February 26, 2002. Sections of the Sacramento International Airport had to be cleared out. Cleared out. Evacuated from the terminal. Um, There were five outbound flights that were delayed, all because a Mickey Mouse snow globe was left unattended at the terminal and airport officials... Thought it was a bomb. That's right. They thought this Mickey Mouse snow globe was a bomb, and they cleared out this entire section of the airport. Delayed flights, ruined everyone's day, all because somebody forgot their snow globe. Was this you? If you are the person, if you are responsible for this snow globe bomb. Please hit me up, as I gotta talk to you. I. <laughs> I just got to find out what what happened, or if you were there. I just want to talk to somebody who was there. The great snow globe caper of 2002. Uh, February 26, 2006. Disney finally, Disney Parks finally announces that the Timekeeper is officially closed. It has not stopped operating in 2005, it hadn't even been uh, operating in all of 2006. So they finally went ahead and said, you know what? This thing is closed. We're not actually going to reopen. So uh, sorry to those who actually liked the timekeeper. I did it a couple times. It wasn't the, wasn't the end all be all. I'm sorry for folks who may have loved it, but uh, it's folks like me who really didn't care are the reason why we have Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor now. So you're welcome. So we're going to move on to the last day this week, February 27th. February 27, 1959, uh, the TV series Walt Disney Presents airs a special, this, again, not a huge, this one is not a huge episode. It's just the fun little episode that I wanted to share with you guys. It was called The Adventures of Chip and Dale. Walt Disney uh, was not able to do this episode of Walt Disney Presents So, Chip and Dale, fill in as the host of this week's episode. Uh, If there ever becomes a time where I cannot fill this week in Disney history, I'm going to ask Chip and Dale to fill in. as I'm sure that would be much more entertaining. I can't do impersonations. But, uh... I think Chip and Chip, you guys would rather listen to Chip and Dale than listen to uh, old Milo Beasley here. So uh, just a couple more things for this date. February 22nd, 1995. Michael Eisner and George Lucas officially dedicate Disneyland's newest attraction, Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden I so actually the the day before so this was February 27th but February 26th uh, 1995 they had the official grand opening and then uh, the next day um, uh, George Lucas and Eisner were there for the official dedication ceremony and the attraction would not even open until the next week on March 3rd sp- or actually I'm sorry two weeks from now on March 3rd so spoilers. When it comes to March 3rd, we will be talking about Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye. One of my favorite, favorite rides at Disneyland. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl uh, halftime show. If you guys missed that a couple weeks ago, we're going to talk about all things Adventure uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of the Forbidden Eye in just a couple weeks. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that, yes, George Lucas was there. He did the... Um the banging of the wine on the car. I don't know if he did that. That's for ships. Uh, so we're going to, the last thing this week in Disney history, uh, February 27th, 2007, the Muppet mobile lab featuring Dr. Bunsen, honeydew and beaker debuts as a test at Disney's California adventure. Um, there was an audio animatronic featuring Beaker and and Bunsen and Doctor. I'm sorry, Doctor Bunsen Honeydew. Um, uh, they did little interactions with the crowd. This was eventually brought over to Epcot, where I got to partake and did a little uh, thing with the uh, with um, uh, Beaker and Doctor Honeydew. A fun little show. I might even have video of it. Uh, I know I have pictures. I will definitely be posting those pictures, but that was at Epcot. And we're gonna talk and we're talking about this week, which was actually at Disney's California Adventure. Um did not see it at Disney, at DCA. Uh I don't even know where it would have been over there. I guess maybe just out in the in the in the opening. Uh but it's definitely a Epcot type. Um thing. So yes, the Muppet mobile lab, a lot of fun. If you missed it, I am sorry. It was a, a fun little uh, I want to say like a 10 minute show that they did as a, I think there's a guy there with a bag and he controlled it or he looked at, you know, they looked over somewhere and it was, it was a cool little thing. So, uh, but that will be it for this week in Disney history. Thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, please, if you haven't already, please hit that little subscribe button on the iTunes, Spotify, uh, the RSS.com, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Thank you very much for hanging out with me and don't forget, check out the Milo Beasley show on iTunes or on iTunes on YouTube. It's all the tubes on YouTubes. Um, I have a lot of very cool guests, a lot of very cool, uh, Disney guests coming up as well well. So thank you for hanging out with me this week and I'll see you next week on this week in Disney history. Seacrest out.